What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Modern Renaissance Podcast. Um, I want y'all to know that I have been experiencing some grief lately. We have to roll with the punches, and let me tell you, July 16th, life handed me a punch. So this next episode that you're about to see features Tasha Bailey, a nutritionist coach, my nutrition coach for the past two years. And I got the call that next week that Tasha had passed away. She was the most alive person I knew. She was one of the healthiest people I knew. And I have decided every day since I got that call that I would be doing this in memory of her, that I would choose to live a healthier life because she thought that I could have a healthier life. I didn't have joy in the way that I was exercising. I didn't have joy in dieting. And Tasha was the first person to show me that you could be healthy and have the things that you enjoy, do the things you like. So because of her, I'm a swimmer. And I see a future where I'm healthy, where I don't have long-term conditions like diabetes, or hypertension, and that's what she wanted for black and brown folks. It is why I invited her to Modern Renaissance. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you feel the love that she left behind for us. And I hope that in some way, it improves your outcomes. Welcome to the Modern Philosophy Podcast. I am your host, Kira Ashley, a.k.a. Ashley Hayes. And I am so excited to have you all talk to one of my favorite people. I've been working with this woman for the past year, a little over a year. And so this episode is Modern Nutrition with Ashley Hayes and Tasha Bailey. Let me introduce you to Tasha, um, the woman who has changed my life in so many ways. Tasha Bailey coaches busy people like you on how to become happier, healthier, and hotter by creating balance between the foods you love and the foods your body needs to create a more confident, balanced, higher energy, less stressed you. Regardless of if you are a restaurant-worthy home chef like myself who loves to cook, the person who has a hard time boiling water, the person who's friends with the food delivery folks, or somewhere in between, she has a plan that will work for you to get you the results that you desire. Tasha's coaching style is straightforward, effective, and fun, meeting you where you are currently in your health journey and getting you to where you want to be. So y'all, please Please welcome Life Transformation Specialist and Food and Mindset Coach, Tasha Bailey. Welcome, Tasha. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. You make me sound so super important. (laughs) (laughs) You are in my life. You changed my life in so many ways we're going to get there. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I can now check this off my bucket list. (laughs) Is this your first (laughs) podcast interview? Is this with you? Oh, yeah, with me for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So Tasha, tell us, we know we know what you do, but where are you from? What's your background? Where'd you go to college? How'd you end up in Atlanta? And and then we'll talk about where you are now. 
Okay. So I was actually born in Atlanta. People always like to debate me because they say I pronounce the T's, but uh-huh. I was actually born in Atlanta, <laughs> wow. South Fulton Hospital, like for real, for real Atlanta. And then from there on, I just kind of went back and forth between Florida and Georgia. I went to high school in Florida and went to college in Florida, University of Florida, go Gator. Okay, my and best student was after. Oh, there we go. And then I moved to DC for a little bit. And then um, where I was working, I was working at a gym at the time and they were opening up a new facility in Georgia. I was getting a little homesick. And so moved back to Atlanta in 2007. And then you said, we'll talk about it later, but just recently left Atlanta in April. Okay, okay. I did not know that she was born and bred here in Atlanta. Yes, ma'am. And so what led you to this journey of becoming a food and mindset coach? It was nowhere where I thought I would be, that's for sure. Really? when I was in college, yeah, this this was, if anyone would have told me this, I would have laughed. I would have been like, eh? So <laughs> when I was in college, I my undergrad is actually in forensic anthropology. And that was around the same no, time no, no, CSI no. came out. Yeah, yeah. What is that? <laughs> so forensic anthropology is where you are, you learn how to identify people by their skeletal remains for mostly criminal investigations. So if there was a person that, you know, was deceased and they were skeletonized at that point, then I actually have the skill set to be able from small parts of bone or bones, identify certain characteristics about that person, male, female, if they were more right-handed, left-handed, if they're female and not have certain bones, like did they have children, potentially how many children, there's a lot that you can get from that. So that was the path that was supposed to happen. (laughs) But then I graduated about the year before CSI came out, Mm -hmm. which made the scene kind of explode. And I don't know, like it just kind of didn't happen. Like I, I had the grades, had all this stuff, but it just didn't happen. So I'm like, okay, well, I've always been interested in the human body and medicine. So then I was like, I'll kind of transfer that and become a physician assistant in the emergency room. And then as I was going through just like application processes, mm-hmm. I was, I started working out in college and I was at a very expensive gym at the time. And I'm like, I don't want to pay for this gym membership. Maybe I can just like swipe membership cards. And they were just like, well, you look like you know what you're doing. You should become a personal trainer. And I'm like, I never played sports in high school or college. That doesn't make sense. And they're like, but you have the skill set, just knowing the human body and everything like that. So mm-hmm. personal training then led into that whole career. But what I realized was that people didn't struggle so much with exercise as much as they struggled with food. Mm-hmm. And during that time frame, I learned how to cook. I learned more about nutrition. I got certified in nutrition. And that became more of a passion project, teaching people how to cook healthy meals that they also really enjoy. And then I just kind of fell out of love with fitness as much and then just really dove head into nutrition and mindset coaching. That was a very long story of how I got there, but that's how I got here. I'm (laughs) fascinated by it. Like you go from studying bones to just walking into a gym one day and then realizing where a lot of issues actually are. I think that's really cool. So what... What are the common myths and misconceptions that people bring you 
about food? A lot of times they feel like they have to be on one particular diet or they think they have to give up everything that they really like. Mm -hmm. So usually when I first work with someone, it's really funny during our consultation call, they're just like, look, I'm not going to give up my wine or I don't want (laughs) to give up this. And I'm like, no one's even said that. Or they're just like, I can't eat chicken and broccoli all the time. I'm like, "I, I haven't even said that. So there's a lot of things of, what people think it Mm -hmm. takes to be healthy and to eat healthy. And a lot of times there's just been a lot of, um, just a lot of struggle with different diets, like the one size fits all. And we all know that it doesn't, one size does not fit all. So it's a lot of, I have to give this up or I have to eat this particular way. And so that's usually the biggest misconceptions. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. What three pieces of advice would you give anyone out there to help them start or to continue on their journey to better health? First thing I like to do is actually, um, can I sneak in four? Yeah, you got that. Okay, okay, thank you. (laughs) Okay, so first one, first and foremost, is just kind of getting their mind right to really kind of figure out what is it that they really want. Most people show up and they're like, I want to lose 10 pounds. It is not about losing 10 pounds. You're really not trying to fit into that bikini. That's not really like the thing that's driving this. And if it is, then it's just really not going to be successful because that's a short-term goal. So really trying Mm -hmm. to identify with this person, just what is it that you really want to accomplish and what does the healthiest you look like? So if you're in your best everything, just like give me an idea of what that looks like so that you can affirm it to yourself, but then also we have something to work from because everybody's version of definition of healthy is very different. Mm-hmm. And, and even just for me, I can't put my version of healthy onto you because it, because again, it doesn't work that way. So I want to know what's your healthiest self. What does that look like? What are you doing? How does that feel? Then the next thing I would say is that I like to try and bring things in before trying to take something away. Mm. So I would add in vegetables. So let's throw in vegetables. Let's get you drinking more water or kind of integrate things that you already do and make it a little bit healthier. So if you are a soda drinking person, okay, you know, it's a lot to ask somebody to give up soda. So then I will say something like, well, each time you're about to have soda, you need a glass of water, you know, Mm -hmm. so just start adding some healthy things in. Um, Then I would say, I guess that's kind of like two and three, but I think I could do three. So then the last one would be walk, walk. Uh That is like the easiest, best low stress on your body type of exercise that you can do. You don't have to do a lot of crazy, but walking is so beneficial. So mindset, you you know, incorporate some good food stuff, add things in and then walk it. Yep. Those are all terrific tips and things that I put (laughs) into play. And I was a pop drinker. And so what I, what I do now is I'll drink an Izzy. If I get like a real hankering or like a real Mm -hmm. ginger beer, not that high fructose corn syrup stuff or just sparkling water is my, my go-to now become one of those people. (laughs) Yes. You're one of those people. And then also just trying to figure out why people are drinking the soda. Some people, you know, it's, it's the caffeine that they enjoy Mm because it gives them energy. So if that's, because I I do ask typically, okay, well, what is it about soda that you like? Is it the sweetness? Is it the fizz? Is it just, it's something different than water? Or are you trying to get energy? Because then that can lead us down to what's really going on. If it's for energy, then we got to look at like your energy levels, what's your sleep like. Mm -hmm. If it's sweet, you know, there's some other things that you can do 
with just even just like carbonated water. And then if it is just something different than water, then there's some alternatives there as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Aha, uh-huh. getting to the root of the issues. So mm-hmm. one thing that you <laughs> successfully helped me to do was to give up snacking for the most part. I say for the most part because I have my moments with my gluten-free Oreos, judge somebody uh, of else. Course. But um, so what's your, do you mind telling the audience what's your method and theory behind that? Because that was like a game changer for me. I thought we were supposed to be grazers. Yeah, and we're not. Like, if we just look back at, again, this is where the whole anthropology, forensic and physical anthropology comes into play. You know, back in the day, we didn't just have food available like Mm -hmm. that. We had to, there were moments where we're not eating, and we were walking mainly, and then we had to, like, find food. You know, we're hunters and gatherers. So we're not meant to just graze. Like, and, and I can be a little extreme with my examples that I give folks, but I'm like, cows graze they do you know, if you look at just like even animals that graze it's like you really want to be a cow elephants just sitting over there are just chewing all, all day, day you know just, yeah. exactly so if you look at the leanest animals like they're not even grazing all day second part of that is just like the physiology of it when you're snacking anytime that you digest food, insulin gets released into your bloodstream. Insulin is a part of the digestive process. And so it's supposed to be something where it gets released into your bloodstream, helps you with the digestive process, and then it has a chance to come back down and have lower levels when you're not eating. Mm-hmm. When you're not eating. So that's also the time when your body's able to burn fat. So if you're eating all the time and then you go exercising, your body's only burning off what you just consumed. It's not burning any stored body fat. Mm -hmm. To that same point, if you continuously eat and there's only so many cells that, you know, sugar and insulin can really fill up, then it's just floating around in your bloodstream. And that's get stored as extra fat that can lead to metabolic damage, type two diabetes, that sort of thing. So your body needs the rest in between meals for you to absorb your food, for you to burn fat, for you to just like your, you know, you don't want to work all the time. And Mm -hmm. so we're, you know, you shouldn't want your body to work all the time. Now the strategy for that is usually most of the time we're snacking. It's either two things. Sometimes you're actually hungry which could be because your meals are not well balanced. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is sometimes, you know, it's just like, oh, I'm hungry. Let me just grab a piece of fruit. Piece of fruit is a carb. Okay. And you really need a protein, carb, fat, veggie in order. Mm -hmm. And I, I add on the veggie, but in order to have that balanced meal. So when people eat meals in proper portion and proper balance, the hunger part is gone. You're not hungry anymore. So then there comes point number two of why most people snack, which is because they're bored, they're stressed, um, they need a distraction while they're working. It could be a bad habit. And then we can actually address some of the behavior changes that needs to happen to solve that. Mm -hmm. So if you're hungry, which is what most people will typically say, like, I'm just actually hungry. When we balance out the meals and have them in proper portion, it's gone and you don't even really want to snack. Yeah. I remember. So then it becomes something you do for sport. <laughs> <laughs> right. I remember you were like, have you tried three balanced meals? And I was like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I realized that I hadn't because one, I thought that it was supposed to be six small meals and I thought 
you know, I thought all car either all carbs were good or all carbs were bad. So you really helped really put into perspective. I was like, this is that food pyramid stuff. It's actually kind of kind of, kind of. Food yeah. pyramid will kind of set you up too because it wants you eating a whole bunch of carbs. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a different food pyramid where yeah, we do need starches, but really we need a lot more of vegetables and then fruits, lean proteins, healthy fats, that sort of thing. But the six meals a day, believe me, when I first started out, I've been doing this full time, like only thing I've been doing since two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Since two thousand four. So it's been it's going on nineteen years. And early on, that's what they told us. Six meals a day, you eat every two hours. It helps with your blood sugar levels, it helps with your metabolism. And I think it came from more of that bodybuilding mindset. And they were supposed to be small meals. Well, none of us did the small meal thing. And then when there's been more research in it and how it affects the body and insulin levels, and as the more people kind of got to know about that and those studies, it was debunked mm-hmm. like a while ago. But it still is one of those things that, you know, kind of kind of keeps going. Yeah. So like I try to unravel that it. as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my favorite example of that's the alpha male thing. It's like it was debunked. It's not real. <laughs> that's another episode, yeah. right? <laughs> so <laughs> grab your tea, right? So and there are from it. Period. Okay. <laughs> there are some folks who would they say I would rather be in the gym twice a day than give up my hot wings, my burgers, or then alter my diet in any way what would you say to those people i will say this like i love just the science and the research of health and most of the things that i can coach people from are things that i have tried and i have done and i've had to work through myself mm-hmm. and one of those things were that i could out exercise changing my nutrition I really tried that. There was one point where I did as an experiment for a month. I said I was going to burn, but we had this like testing where I could see how many calories I burn when I'm in certain heart rate zones and all of this stuff. Like it was a very scientific type of gym, which Mm -hmm. was really cool. So I set it up to where I was burning 3,500 calories from exercise, which 3,500 calories equals a pound of fat. I was like, okay, if I do that, I should be able to eat whatever I want because I had a huge sweets addiction at that point too. Let me tell you, I was tired at the end of that month, I'm and I like, think I might have dropped like two pounds because I was working out a lot. It was very tiring. My body was tired, and it, it wasn't even worth. I think, like I said, I really think I only lost two pounds. Wow. So all of that to say is that it's more than calories in, calories out. One, we eat a lot more than we think we do. Like we don't realize how many calories are in certain foods. I had a client and I will get back to the point here, but I have a client that used to snack a lot on almonds. So if mm-hmm. she was hungry, she's like, Oh, I just, you know, grab a handful of almonds. And I'm like, yo, handful of almonds. Like that could be anywhere between six and 800 calories, depending on how large of your handful. She was like, <laughs> yeah. So there are some things that are just really calorically dense and we don't think about that. And then we also think our exercise is doing more for us than it actually is. You can walk for, you know, most people are like, oh, well, I'll walk for 30 minutes. That's maybe 150 calories. 
So not That's enough not for much. even so three Oreos usually. <laughs> exactly. So we're not burning as much as we think, but we're also eating more than we think. And it's not just about weight loss. It's also about your health. So yeah. if you're, we could be, there's this whole thing where they're starting to talk about where we are, we're like fed, but we're not nourished. Mm. Like we're still starving mm-hmm. in a lot of ways because we're not nourishing our bodies well. We're eating a whole bunch of empty calories, but we're not actually nourishing our bodies with the vitamins and minerals and all of those things that we need to be a healthy person. I'm all about healthy weight loss. So yeah, you might be able to kill yourself in the gym, but quite frankly, you'll be very disappointed because mm. it's either just going to level you out or you're going to be extremely tired. So, and, and here's the thing. You can have your wings. We just got to cook them a different way. You can have your burger. Just have to make slight changes to the things that you already love, and you'll be able to see those results. And then stress is a huge one, too. Like, you got to get that under control. Stress and sleep. Yep. You cannot out even eat or exercise, sleep, Mm -mm. and managing stress. (laughs) Let me tell you. Uh, You know, I, I did night shift when I was in college and, you know, trying to just skirted but your body needs those not only six to eight but needs them at night most of the time so absolutely because that's when you actually get the results that you're looking for people think that you're getting results when you're actively doing something in the gym you're burning calories then but all of those fat burning calories and everything else it happens when you're sleeping Mm -hmm. when your body is at rest as it's trying to recover so the sleep is super important and this comes from a person who used to only do on average four and a half hours most of the time Yeah, I used to sleep only four and a half hours and I was like, no, I'm good and still wake up in the morning and work out and do all that stuff. And no, it was the pandemic that really kind of slowed that down for me. Bless you. And it made it so much better. Like I can, I actually work out less now than I did in my thirties, more, less now than I did even a couple years ago, pre-pandemic. Yeah. And I'm getting even better results just from resting resting properly my body well Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't skirt that process y'all so i have a question so (laughs) i i don't even know if i've ever said this on the podcast but i have hypertension i was diagnosed with hypertension at 26 years old um the theory is that it was genetics you know got it from both sides of the family so what should black folks in particular be doing to mitigate some of the diseases we're prone to like diabetes and hypertension? There are, you know, I I like to, (laughs) and, and since you said it's black people, I'll definitely say this. I, I tell friends and my nephew at times, I'm like, we can't play the same games as they do. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely like that when it comes to alcohol consumption, we can't drink like they drink because Mm -hmm. it, it has a different effect on us. And we can't eat how they eat. We have to be very mindful of our salt intake. I read a study um, a couple of, I think it was maybe last year, I saw that there's actually a, I don't know if it's like a hormone or an enzyme, but there's something with people from African descent where we are hypersensitive to sodium, to salt. And that's something that just off the bat, we're going to have an issue with. So we have to be mindful of our sodium intake. And sodium is one of those sneaky things because anytime you dine out, if you have anything other than raw vegetables, your sodium is going to be stupid. 
I mean, you could have cooked vegetables and boom, there's like 900 milligrams of sodium. And when I work with folks, I work with them to, without them counting it, to really be aware to where we're going at about 1500 milligrams or less. Yes, the USDA say that we can do 23 to 2500, but we can't. So sodium is one thing to be very well aware of. Processed meats are very high Uh in sodium. So things like bacon, things like you know, breakfast sausage. It's not to say that you can't have it, but you do need to be mindful of how many times a week you're having it. Um, Making sure that we're drinking enough water, making sure that we are also eating dark leafy green vegetables because the potassium in those vegetables help to counteract the sodium as well. Uh And then when it comes to hypertension, our stress levels, I really believe like that is the biggest thing in the black community because we are just so overworked, overstressed. You know, you have the strong black woman trope and we oh. carry that like, whoa. And it leads to just a lot of stress in our body. And anytime that you have stress in your body, it opens up the doors. I like to say we all have genetic things, but you don't have to like welcome them inside of your body. Mm. Right. I got same thing as you hypertension on both sides. I have cancer on both sides of my family, thyroid issues, you know, just things that kind of happen, heart disease, that kind of stuff. And even though all, you know, most people in my family present healthy, they got a lot of stuff going on. But I just try to stay, as they say in Spanish, it's very calma, very tranquilo. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just like, nah, man. And then just making sure I watch the sodium, get in those dark leafy greens, drink water, mind your business, <laughs> and move. You already know. <laughs> my audience <Yeah>. already knows. <laughs> drink water, my business. I'm telling yes. you, that's the best <laughs> things you can do. And the griefy, lean grief, grief, uh, green leafy vegetables were a game yes. changer for me. Because the only time I'd really had them growing up was just out of a can, and those weren't leafy. That's like green beans out of a can, peas out of a can. Or then, you know, the collard greens that are cooked all to be damned. <laughs> like cooked until they mm-hmm. resemble something that might have been a green collard green. And so <laughs> when you were like, just saute it in a pan, you know, just eat spinach, like, by the handful I'm like shocked and appalled but now I'm the person I've got you know I've got kale that I'm finishing I've got collard greens that are ready to go into the skillet and not be cooked for six hours but you got me used to that and that has been a game changer adding the vegetables for me Yes. And I think it's also just as a community, we have to kind of step outside of our zone a little bit and expand our mindset because Mm -hmm. I can't tell you the number of times where I've worked with folks and, you know, my cousin's cousins, as I like to say, and they're just like, that's white people food. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like eating <laughs> vegetables is that's white people stuff, like eating asparagus, eating, you know, Brussels. And then, but, but it's really interesting because like, you know, back in the day, day, like we have farms, yeah. like we were eating all sorts of fresh things like that. Lots of vegetables. So I'm like, no, it's not a white people thing. Like this is just, we just need to change our mindset. So sometimes I kind of like, you know, have folks step outside of their box just a little bit with seasonings and just trying things a different way. And then that can open up to sauteed kale, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, that's not why. And accessibility that's too. Like, that's just accessibility is huge. Accessibility yeah. is huge. You know, where can you go find a grocery store with veg- veggies that aren't, you know, and I've well, and seen that- amount of money. 
and and as we kind of go into more stuff later like um that's been a really interesting thing that i've noticed recently like i've known about food deserts and i'll say that doesn't exist everywhere Mm -hmm. and it's just really interesting to see like other places other people can do it very differently and uh be successful so that's a good lead-in so you have not been living (laughs) in atlanta where are you what made you decide to go there and what have you noticed about food culture there versus in the united states i am living in costa rica so right now i am in playas del coco costa rica (laughs) um we just you know we wanted just to do something different my partner and i we just wanted to get out of the states and just experience something different we found out when we first started dating that costa rica was on our list it was on my list in 2020 Mm -hmm. except 2020 kind of did 2020 yeah Mm -hmm. and um when we discovered it was both a place that we wanted to go we were just like let's do it and so sold gave away a lot of things but the rest of it in storage and it was just supposed to be 90 days that's the funny part like we're just going to do april to uh i forget what the 90 days was at this point but april may june oh yeah april to july and then when it got up to time it's like no like why what are we going back to Mm -hmm. and so we've just continued the journey we are traveling the country right now trying to find like our place and this is our fourth location we'll be moving to a fifth in two weeks and it has been amazing it has been for you indescribably amazing (laughs) and i'm coming to visit too (laughs) please do you know that's the funny thing like we've we've opened invite we always have like at least one additional bed and there's been two people that take us up on it we're like i don't know i will be on the way out there (laughs) i'll be on the way (laughs) you don't have to worry about me so what have you noticed what's the difference in food culture where you are you know is food deserts a thing is whole foods a thing talk to me i want to know it's so interesting so we have lived like where i am now is a little bit more of like a touristy beach town but we've lived in small towns where you know folks don't really speak english there's not a lot of people that look like me and um first thing i will say is just like the pace of living is much slower Mm -hmm. i i wasn't really a you know i was already low stress and i didn't even know there was another level of low stress but there is and it's here for me it's just there's just certain things I will never have to worry about. Women walk around at night by themselves because it's not even a thing mm. for them. You know, not to say that, you, you know, just blindly, you know, things yeah, can ha- sure. happen anywhere, but it's just not a common thing. Like I, I have to kind of find myself undoing some mental stuff. Like mm. if, 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 if a guy is crossing, you know, if we're passing each other and let's say it is a little bit darker at night or earlier in the morning, like, you know, I'm kind of on guard and they're just like, oh, buenos dias. And I'm like, huh, okay. So a general <laughs> like, sense of more safety. More safety. Um, I'm up the street from a police department and um, the policia, they're on horses. They wave. They're like, it, it's, 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 nobody's messing with you. And it's just really refreshing. So that part is nice. When it comes to food, I will also say that there's a general just um, appreciation of life here. 
one of the things that is like crazy, they're street dogs, right? So they're dogs that are not, mm-hmm. they don't have owners. The they're just running the street. Dude, the street dogs look good here. They are healthy <laughs> wow. and well-fed and taken care of. Like, I have never... I've never seen anything like that. Like people will feed them, people will bring them water, you know, or they'll, you know, but they're well taken care of. So there's just like this overall, just um, reverence of life here. Mm -hmm. Uh, When it comes to food, so just about any neighborhood you're in, typically within walking distance, regardless of the neighborhood you're in, there's uh, what they call mini supers, which are like, you know, like a 7-Eleven type of thing. Okay. But they all have fruits and vegetables available. So I can walk into a mini super. Yeah, they have your usual snacks and, you know, they have some alcohol and stuff like that. But there's also a produce section Mm. where I can find pineapple. I can get tomatoes. I can get broccoli. You know, like you can get vegetables and fruits. And that's been in every single town that we've been in, regardless of how, you know, out there like desolate the town is at the mini super you can get food wow and then there's um different farmers markets a lot of people do grow things here um have gardens but it it was just the mini supers that were just mind-blowing because sometimes not i mean cars people have them depending on the town but there's a lot of people that just walk because they can't they don't have a car they can't afford a car you know there's different areas of costa rica that's like wealthy and there's other areas and still wealthy is subjective. Mm-hmm. So for the country, it's wealthy. And then there's some that are not, but still like people are walking um, and you can still go to a mini super and find some fresh fruit and vegetables. And that's been the most like, wow. And food tastes different. Here. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know fruits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can imagine. I mean, Here's the crazy. I'm not a big watermelon fan because I've always been like, this tastes like nothing. Mm-hmm. And here, like, they, it has flavor to it. So your vegetables taste different. Your fruits taste different. Your chicken is different. Your eggs are different because they're not really kind of, you know, trying to make you sick. Mm-hmm. I have this saying with America. It's not very positive, but I say that America wants you sick, sad, and poor. No, and it's true. And here, there's just, it's just life people live really well on so much less than what we make but they're happy they live well they're healthy and that's of course like i said it's not perfect but it's it's definitely a difference in how things are done it's not a live to work type of thing Mm. like people work they make their money and then they're just like we just want to chill we want to be with our families things close down kind of early here um there's typical times where there's a breakfast time and then lunchtime for a lot of places and they close in the middle of the day because that gives you time to do other things and be with your family. So it's just a, an overall lifestyle that's much healthier in a lot of different ways. Yeah. You think, um, you think you're going to make that home for a while? You thinking of going other places? Yes. Uh, we're at least going to be here until January. And then we've talked about going to another country, but like I walked in with, basic Spanish but it's gotten a lot better and I, I already told my guy I'm like look we need to go to another Latin American or yeah. someone really speaks Spanish I'm not losing this right now <laughs> so we gotta keep it going and so yeah we're looking at a couple of other countries and Central America maybe South America as well that's so exciting I've been practicing my Spanish on Duolingo so I think I'm getting somewhere yes. <laughs> 
Okay. It's just pretty good. No, it's really good. And I feel like I'm I'm Mm -hmm. retaining a lot of what I'm learning there. So use your Duolingo. All right. Here's the question of the hour. It's the question that I'm asking on air so that I have, I know, now people know that I have the answer. How much water should we be drinking? That is a. That's kind of a loaded question, but I'm going to give you why it's loaded and a couple of different answers for that. So we need to, we need to drink enough to be hydrated for sure. So a couple of ways that you can test that, of course, it's, it's a TMI, but you got to look at your urine, Mm. depending on like different vitamins can affect it. Asparagus can affect it, but as long as like you have those things, either not as a factor, your urine should be like a pale yellow, super Mm. pale yellow. Okay. So that lets you know. So for some people, because I actually have met people who can't drink a lot of water because it makes them feel nauseous or Mm. sick. So I say, as a general rule, everything being super healthy, that you should at least be drinking at the minimum 80 ounces, but I will definitely try and get folks closer to 100 ounces. That being said, I will start people off at 64 because it all depends on where you're starting from. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, but I like to say a general rule of thumb, anywhere between 70 and 100 is great. Drinking a gallon is great too. If that's something that you can do to do, that's healthy for you to do. Because if you're drinking too much water for your particular body, then it can mess with your electrolyte levels Mm. and can feel sick, you can feel disoriented, that sort of thing. So that's why I say it's kind of in that range. Um, but I do start people slowly from wherever they are until like they're feeling well hydrated, you know, that sort of thing. I usually get in anywhere between 80 and 120, depending on the day. It's pretty warm here. So I do drink a good amount of water. That That's a, that's a must. That just sounds and water so helps daunting. to boost your metabolism. <laughs> yeah, it water does. Water helps to boost your metabolism. That's okay. good to know. For that will keep me more motivated. <laughs> Yes, every 16 ounces boosts your metabolism up to 33% for the next 45 minutes. So just drinking water can get you together. What? All right, okay. I'm going to get on the bandwagon. I I don't know why. I just feel like I'm drowning. (laughs) Like I've had four cans and I got to have two more of these bottles. It's like, okay, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it and I'm not going to be so grumpy about it. Slowly but surely. Yes. yes. I am so glad we got to have this conversation. I am so grateful for you. Um, Just, you know, how you've helped me help my mindset around food, around my relationship to it and my body. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Where can folks find you? You're so welcome. Thank you. Are you doing virtual coaching? What what you got? I am doing virtual coaching and I am actually starting up a couple of different programs, but you can find them. I'm working on um, a new website as well, but you can find me at mixkitchenfitness.com. So that's M-I-X kitchen like the kitchen Mm -hmm. fitness.com and that kind of has everything that's going on i have a free uh three-day weight loss course there so that can get you started with just some of the things to get you moving in the right direction some things that are coming are like uh virtual cooking and nutrition coaching sessions so that you learn how to cook and get the whole you know, nutrition behind it. And then of course, just regular meal planning, nutrition coaching as well. Awesome. So y'all make sure y'all find Tasha at Mix Kitchen Fitness. 
book her, book her, book her, take her workshops, download her <laughs> thank courses. You. Thank you. Thank you so, so, so much. My name is Ashley Thank Hayes. you for having me. Thank you. Thank y'all so much for tuning into the Modern Philosophy Podcast, where together we are learning better, doing better, and being better. I'm going to make the song of the week workout by J. Cole. Y'all, please remember to hydrate, moisturize, mind your business, wash your hands, and eat your leafy green vegetables. Drink your water. I'll talk to you later. Ooh.